There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Picture this. It's summer, New York City. All the windows to your apartment are open while you're trying to fight off that relentless heat. In the distance, you hear the sound of music blasting from someone's car speakers. And you know who they're playing. Tulipa. What part of the city do you live in? Oh, uh, okay, Bad Bunny. Warm, but not quite. Try a different genre. A little more on theme for today's episode. Okay, but how is... Titi me preguntó blasting from La Barbería, not on theme. Work with me, Joseph. It's verano. We're in New York City. Mm, Mark Anthony, duh. Thank you. <laughs> Otherwise known as Marco Antonio Muñiz, the proud Puerto Rican singer that changed the music game and salsa as we know it. Born and raised in New York to the rhythm of the trumpet, the double bass, and the congas. Named one of the best singers of all time by Rolling Stone, mind you. Iconic, if you ask me. We only know who Mark is, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that most of us aren't quite as familiar with how he actually got here. And it tracks, because how did a man that keeps such a low profile manage to transcend to the iconic? How did he become a household name? <coughs> Recognized around the globe. And why does he hide all that genius behind those damn aviators? Today, we're looking back on his humble beginnings before all the Grammys to uncover the secret to his success. From his start as a backup vocalist for hire to being one of the most in-demand touring acts of all time. We'll also explore how Mark managed to make salsa a universal sound that has the whole world dancing. So get your dancing shoes on because we're looking back on the phenomenal career of one of the best, Mark Anthony. I'm your host, Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And this is Becoming an Icon. A weekly podcast where we give you the rundown on how today's most famous Latinx stars have shaped pop culture. And giving the world some extra sabor. Sit back and get comfortable. Because we are going in. The only way we know how. With Buenas Vibras. 
algunas risas, some chisme, and a lot of opinions as we relive their greatest achievements on our journey to find out what makes them so iconic. Okay, so before you dive into your Walter Mercado persona, <laughs> let the listeners know where we're recording today. In New York. Which is so appropriate for the artists we're going to be talking about today. Tell me a bit about your relationship with Mark Anthony. Okay, well, we've never been romantically involved that I know of. <laughs> Your impressions of him before we started researching and planning for these episodes. Oh, he's an amazing singer. Facts. I know he sings salsa, and I saw him in the movie In the Heights. For like one second. That's 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 what I that's what happened. <laughs> that's all is that prior to recording this and prior to researching the show, that is all you knew of Mark. Like I knew he had a very sexy voice. Mm. I knew he was married to JLo. Mm -hmm. I knew he was very skinny. <laughs> yes. Now, when was the first time you heard Mark? Not heard of? Like what was the first song that brought you into Mark Anthony as an artist? Oh my gosh, really, really, it would be Vivir Mi Vida. Like, I never knew anything about him, honestly, before. What? I know, but my parents didn't listen up to this music. See, I, you bring up such an interesting point. So, Joseph, recap for our listeners that have not been listening the whole time. Where How you? dare you? <laughs> Where How you? in the dare? I know. I can't believe we have listeners that have <laughs> not listened to the podcast from day one. But in case you're new here, here's a little background. I am half Mexican and half Puerto Rican. And I am all Mexican. From? <laughs> Chihuahua. <laughs> Chihuahuense. And I'm so happy that you are so honest about your experience with salsa because sometimes I think that non-Latinos put all Latinos in the same box. <gasps> Musically, culturally, language, food. me. <laughs> Get to Lisa? And you think that, oh, all Latin music is just Latin music. Yes, I know there's the Latin Grammys, but within the Latin Grammys, there are so many categories. And salsa is very different than reggaeton, mm. than mambo, than pop, than Colombian rock, than Shakira's alt rock. And I think depending on where you grew up, that really informs your playlist as you're developing your ear and your sound as like a young person, right? And salsa, don't hate me salsa people, but salsa is our parents' music, specifically my Puerto Rican dad's music. I was going to say that because it was not my parents' music. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew Celia Cruz. Mm -hmm. And when it's so funny that you're saying New York, New York, salsa is so fucking New York. It's crazy. They play it everywhere. But I never grew up to that sound. And I think what you're talking about specifically, and we're going to get into this, anyone that is new to salsa or new to Mark Anthony or just kind of finding this podcast because they want to uncover a little bit more about Latin music, we're starting in a really good place. There's this real distinct divide in like elder salsa <laughs> <laughs> and salsa as we know it now, perfected by Mark Anthony. So elder salsa, for you guys listening, that is the sound of Hector Laveau, Willy Colon, Celia Cruz. Those are like the people I grew up listening to. My mom specifically loved Celia. 
always like Carnaval is her anthem. It's her pump up song. Okay. Like my dad, Puerto Rican, is more of like the Hector Lavoe, Willy Colon, who's actually his favorite, which might be names that you've never heard of. But by the way, I have to shout out my dad. There's a song from Willy Colon called Talento de Televisión. It is my pump-up song. Like, that is the song that Santi's going to be like, oh my God, mom, turn it off. No, it's so good. So anyway, let's go back to our podcast. Now that we've talked about salsa, let's focus in on Mark Anthony, the man that changed the game when it came to this genre of music. Can I do my bit now? Please, go crazy. Cue the music. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I see it all. He was born September 16th, 1968. What excuse? He's a Virgo and his moon is in Cancer. Please hold. I'm tapping into the universe and to my cranial sacral therapy. Okay, he's observant and realistic, but he's also got a little bit of mystery to him. Those fucking glasses. He also can be surprisingly nurturing and soft. I guess sweet. It checks out. Just listen to those lyrics. And he's always been in touch with that more sensitive, sensual side of his. I mean, he just got married again (laughs) for the fourth time. And he has a type, y'all. Beauty queens. He just got married again to former Miss Paraguay, Nadia Ferreira. Mark has a thing for the beauty queens. Mm-hmm. And she's Gorgina, to borrow a <laughs> word from Joseph. Like, she's stunning. And he was in tears when he saw her walking down the aisle. It was almost as if he'd never been married before. We're like, Mark, you've been here, buddy, three times. But whatever. She, like, took his breath away and brought him to tears. <laughs> Listen. At least he puts a ring on it. We've got to respect it. But before we get into any of his many romantic relationships, because you know I'm <laughs> always down to chat about those, let's first focus on the artistry. He's been named the top-selling tropical salsa artist of all time, holding the most number one songs on the Billboard Latin Tropical Airplay. Can you guess how many? 16. Mm, double it. I don't do math very well. (laughs) That's 32. Oh, he knows how to make some hits at 32. With over 12 million albums sold worldwide, you can't picture salsa without his face and those aviators popping up in your head. Which, to be honest, it gets very weird if you're listening to his ballads in the shower. Or wonderful. It kind of depends who you ask. Reel it back, Joseph. And I wonder if our listeners are thinking the same thing that we were thinking when we started to talk about Mark Anthony. How did it all start? Mark Anthony was born Marco Antonio Muniz. His namesake was the Mexican singer. Who was born and raised in Jalisco. But that Marco spent a lot of time on a very special island in the Caribbean. Damn, girl, Puerto Rico está hasta la sopa. I mean, there is a reason the hottest artist in the world right now is Bad Bunny. Okay, now you really back in, girl. By the way, if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back, but not right now. Finish this episode and then go back. Okay, so let's talk about the Mexican singer. So he would travel to the Caribe Hilton Hotel in San Juan to perform so much, it's almost like he had a Vegas residency, but in (laughs) San Juan. It was around that time, during the 60s and 70s, that the salsa boom really caught fire. And he loved it so much that he never wanted to leave, often performing salsa with live bands to the hotel crowd. So it's almost like Mark Anthony's parents manifested his singing career just by naming their kid after him. 
His parents definitely set up baby Mark for a bright future, whether they knew it at the time or not. His father, Felipe Muñiz, worked at a hospital cafeteria, but he was also a talented musician. I love me a sidekick moment. I mean, my facial sculpting. His mother, Guillermina Quiñones, on the other hand, was a housewife. According to Mark, he says that growing up, he was a pain in the ass to his mom. (laughs) To his dad, though, baby Mark was the light of his eyes. But Mark says he was an awkward kid. They raised him in East Harlem, a.k.a. Spanish Harlem, a.k.a. El Barrio, and he was the youngest of eight children. Uh, it's giving strong Bruno Mars vibes. Now, I want them to collab. Wait a second, though. Brunito got it from him. Respeta los rangos, okay? Mm, 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 mm. But like Brunito, Mark's love for music began at home, except Mark learned how to sing in both Spanish and English. His father was a professional guitarist and had dreams of being a great musician, but he had bills to pay and a family to take care of. So he passed down everything he knew to Mark. His father also learned from some of the best teachers out there. Jose Feliciano, Hector Lavoe, Willy Colon, and Ruben Blades. Wait, personally? Well, no, but these were the artistas he grew up with listening to. Blasting in the house, he may have been in Spanish Harlem, but this music took him to Puerto Rico, to the sunny shores of Panama and beyond. Wait, wait, there is one musician you forgot to mention in that list. Who? Tito Puente, el rey de los timbales, or just for simplicity's sake, el rey. Fellow Puerto Rican Tito Puente. No, Lil, you mean hella famous fellow Puerto Rican musician Tito Puente. Thank you for correcting me. I need to put some respect on that name. Okay, so Tito was known for his dance-oriented mambo and Afro-Cuban jazz compositions. Think of him as the godfather of Latin jazz. Oh, so he take care of the competition, eh? You know what I mean? No, 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 not like that. He was called the Mambo King often, but his music paved the way for the salsa we listen to now. He helped popularize the cha-cha-cha, mambo, and salsa, celebrating the music and rhythm of his Caribbean heritage, inspiring countless other artists like Mark. Salsa as a sound has evolved so much since the 1930s. Hell, since the 1920s, when it actually first began to emerge, according to a few musicologists. At the core, salsa combines the rhythms of Cuba and Puerto Rico with influences from jazz, R&B, and yes, even rock. It mixes in a little bit of everything. You've got some mambo. A little bomba, plena. Bands identifying as salsa groups started to emerge in New York City in the 70s, composed of both Cuban and Puerto Rican players. So while salsa was born elsewhere, much like reggaeton, it was Latinos here in New York that breathed new life into the genre. It became a genre thanks to the city. And of course, thanks to El Rey, Tito Puente. But going back to Mark's relationship with his dad for a second, do you want to know the most important lesson he taught young Mark? Oh, always put down the seat. What? No, but also, yes, or you're (laughs) never invited to my house. Okay, spill it. You're gonna die. No, I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, you know how I'm brutally honest? Mm -hmm. Like, I will tell (laughs) you. Hold on, y'all. If y'all don't fucking know her for real, she is brutally, uh, it's bad. But she's your friend. She loves you. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so take that and take it to like another level. <laughs> okay, say it. He said to Mark, son, we're ugly. Work on your personality. <laughs> Shut your butt. No, he did not say that to his kid. Yeah. And now I cannot speak to how Mark felt at that very moment. Imagine being called ugly by your dad as a kid and he's still talking about it, girl. That is real trauma. Come get that cranial sacral therapy. Mark. I mean, I have like trauma adjacent syndrome. Like I'm traumatized by that statement. And I'm a mom and like my kid could look like a cucaracha and he would be and feel like he was the most beautiful thing ever put on this planet Earth. But here's the thing. Mark didn't see it like that. During an interview with CBS, Mark shared that it was actually the best thing his dad could have told him. Mark recognized his weakness. He was awkward. He stuttered. But when he sang, it all went away. It was like he transformed into a whole different person. Oh, like the King's speech. Exactly. Mark's ability to disappear into something new gave him a new way to experience the world. He loved the person he became when he just gave in to the music. Marquito embraced that. It got to the point where if he could sing instead of just talking to you, he would. Soon enough, Anthony had figured out what he was meant to do with his life. <gasps> become a world-famous salsa singer? Actually, not yet. First, he was going to become a Latin freestyle hit maker. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Yo, the 80s are whack. Neon everything, teased hair, the hideous fashion? But the 80s is the same decade that brought you and I into the world. And you cannot call the music of the 80s whack. Madonna, Michael Jackson, Whitney. 
Plus, we can't talk 80s and not mention Menudo. <laughs> I mean, they were my everything. And back then, they were covering Abba's Voulez Vous while teenage Mark Anthony was busting his ass singing jingles and backup vocals for free. For free? Bitch, I would never. I know. But, you know, we all have to start somewhere. And you know what is surprising? How this man's been able to bag so many baddies? That he didn't want to be a salsa singer. Uh, okay, plot twist of the century. What did he want to do then? Be a vocalist for freestyle music. You mean salsa? Nope. Mark Anthony started in Latin freestyle. And what is that for the kiddos and moi? Okay, so freestyle is a form of electronic dance music, EDM. See, kids, I might be old, but I'm still with it. Anyway, it emerged in New York and Philly, bringing together both Latino and Italian-American communities in the 80s. Does the name Lisa Lisa ring a bell? She is like a freestyle icon. Oh, my God. Yes, she was wondering if she could take you home with her and if that would change your mind of how you saw her. I mean, it was really scandalous. Mark Anthony started his career with underground New York house music acts, but he eventually worked his way into pop. Often he was collaborating with groups like Menudo and the Latin Rascals. Mm. It was also around this time that he switched up his name from Marco to Mark to avoid any confusion with the other Marco Antonio Muñiz. Right, the ones sipping piña coladas by the beach. He wanted to make a name for himself, but that's not easy when another singer already has your exact name. <sighs> Thanks, Mommy y Papi Mark Anthony. Honestly, though, he was still getting great opportunities now that he was more focused on songwriting and singing backup. But why is he singing backup with those pipes? Great question. It turns out that he didn't believe he had the stage presence to be a frontman from the start. And all of that were ugly talk from his dad <laughs> probably didn't help either. That's very Selena Gomez of him. <gasps> mm -hmm. Because ella no tenía la confianza, por eso tenía la banda. That's right. That's right. Because, by the way, if you are going to be a front man or front woman... I would do that too, though. Joseph, no, <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> there I, is no situation that you are in the background. I do want to no. tell you something. I'm being very honest. I would because I really like to learn. Like I assisted. I assisted Pat McGrath. Mm -hmm. And it was truly just to learn what she was doing. How is she so great? What are these great people doing? And I want to develop a skill myself that's all my own, but I need someone to show me. Yeah, because you have such main character energy. You know what I mean. But I could see what you're saying. And I think Mark and Selena both kind of took a step back yeah. to then take a giant leap. It was easier to lend his voice and lyrics, gain the experience, and then eventually step into the spotlight. He made vital connections this way. And soon enough, when he felt ready to move from backup to lead, he had the confidence and the charisma. Plus, he had the stacked Rolodex from all the people he was working for. Do people know what a Rolodex <laughs> is? Um, kids, again, with the Rolodex, it was basically a way of keeping people's contacts in, like, a spinning container. <laughs> I can't. No, <laughs> don't. Don't even. It's like an artifact. Let's go back to Mark. <laughs> this is too much. Go back. Back to Mark, bitch. Mark Anthony, with his stacked Rolodex, was willing to do the work. And it paid off. 
He released his debut single, Rebel, in 1988 under Blue Dog Records. And no, it wasn't salsa. Lyrically, Rebel was very much his version of Michael Jackson's Bad. Okay, I have to say it. We know Mark clearly didn't struggle to find work after this record, but this song was hashtag forgettable. Here's the thing. It's very of the 80s. (gasps) Well, it is. So there's that. That's a positive. I love 80s music. (laughs) Okay. And again, like Mark does no wrong. Okay, well, he maybe made one error, which we'll get to later in this episode, but not a song that's going to bring you into the Mark Anthony universe. He'd be like, "Mm, like you said, forgettable, right? And in 1988, he also wrote and produced Boy I've Been Told for another freestyle artist, Wilma Cosme also known as Safide. Wait, what? Okay, this episode is turning into the kind of history lesson I wish we learned in high school. You're telling me Wilma, or Safide, was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico, but she grew up in East Harlem, just like our boy Mark Anthony. It's insane how much of music history involving marginalized communities is just ignored. Hmm. They both started out as session vocalists. This industry is all about networking. It sure is. And over the next few years, he sang backup for Anne Marie, produced with notable DJs like Little Louis Vega, who happened to be not only Puerto Rican, but also the nephew of renowned salsa singer Hector Laveau. Vega asked Mark to join on tracks as a featured artist. And they were all club hits. Especially Ride on the Rhythm and When the Night is Over from his 1991 album. Mark's rising fame in the freestyle scene got the attention of very important people in the Latin scene, including someone he had listened to growing up. By 1992, Mark Anthony was invited to be an opening act at Madison Square Garden in New York City for none other than... Tito Puente. This is MSG, the world's most famous arena. History lives in those walls. And in 1992, Mark Anthony had the opportunity to add to that. He opened for Tito Puente alongside Little Louis Vega at Madison Square Garden. And Mark was forever changed. (laughs) His freestyle days were over. And it was all about salsa. Now, we won't get into the full history of salsa. We've given you some great names to Google and a little bit of the difference between elder salsa (laughs) and the salsa that you know now. And it really started to evolve around the early 90s. Because back in the 50s and 60s, salsa was considered to be more socially conscious, let's say. It was very much nationalist back then, taking pride in where you came from and talking about missing your home country if you traveled far away, like my dad, and definitely leaning towards the more politically radical. When they opened the door for salsa heavyweights like Willy Colon, Celia Cruz, and Hector Lavoe. Legends. But it wasn't until the 70s that the term salsa itself was actually introduced. While its origins were Caribbean AF, it really turned into the genre that encompassed Latin America as a whole. And up until the 80s, salsa had focused its attention on the instruments instead of the vocals. In the 80s, though, that's when we hear romantic salsa. Salsa romantica. 
sounds so good when you say it. <laughs> Romantic salsa itself became especially popular in the 90s thanks to... Mark Anthony. Exactly. Mark drew inspiration from romantic salsa for his own music, but he added his own touch by mixing it with what his contemporaries were doing in R&B, house, and hip-hop. And many salsa purists couldn't stand it. They felt like he was changing a genre that didn't need to be altered. And you know what? There's always this battle between the old guard and the new guard. But I'm going to take it back to one of my favorite films of all time, La La Land. Do you remember when John Legend's character is telling him in the film, listen, Ryan Gosling, if you love jazz so much, it's got to evolve as a genre. Otherwise, it'll die. And that's the same battle that was happening with salsa here in New York. If people like Mark Anthony didn't incorporate and infuse this modern sound, that salsa that we know and love Mm -hmm. was going to go away. And like, what a sad moment for us to not have this more modern music. And it also eventually brought people together. And Mark had always been wary of becoming a salsa musician in the first place. So he was in for a fight. It even took some convincing beyond performing with Tito Puente. Ralph Mercado, president of RMM Records at the time, had to step in. He initially had approached Anthony to make a salsa album, but Mark had said gracias, pero no gracias. It wasn't until that night with Tito Puente that he was convinced. Well, that and a song blaring from a taxi. (laughs) And that was Juan Gabriel's Hasta Que Te Conocí, and then it all clicked. He realized there was room for him to thrive in this space in his own style— also, Wanga Forever, that man is a fucking legend. And that song is like, when he sings that song, that is somebody singing from their heart, from like deep in their soul. So our boy called up Ralph Mercado and said, please forgive me. I didn't know what I was saying. Let's do the effing record. I don't think those were the exact words, but whatever he said, Mercado didn't hesitate because there was no time to waste. Mark released his Spanish language debut, Otra Nota, in 1993. Mark covered Juan Gabriel's song, Hasta Que Te Conocí, as a salsa song, and from there grew the rest of the album. Sergio George, the producer of the record, described it as a total experiment. They literally had zero budget and had to record one musician at a time. They didn't even have a band. Kind of like our podcast. Kind of, yes. <laughs> very bare bones. Inspired by the artist he grew up with, Otra Nota was a strong debut. Everyone quickly understood that Mark meant business. He then went on to open for Ruben Blades. After opening for the Panamanian singer, word of mouth intensified. Just within the early 90s, he had sold more salsa records than any other musician or performer on the planet. This new kid on the block had become one of the most important artists of the salsa canon. But there was someone else rising up with him. In 1994, Mark Anthony was featured on La India's album, Dicen Que Soy. La India, a.k.a. Linda Viera Caballero, is a Puerto Rican singer and songwriter. Both Mark and her were coming up in the salsa scene, so they did what any fresh newcomers would do collaborate, expand their audiences. The track was called Vivir Lo Nuestro. It's an iconic ballad of wanting to be together without fear, to live a passionate love affair. This song is a must play at any carnesada or salsa club. 
Both of them sang this live when it first came out. Mark was rocking his long curly locks. He was also in his vest phase. <laughs> and La India was wearing the sparkliest getup. They took the stage and filled it up with their voices, their passion for this sound, and they were accompanied by an orchestra that took the performance to the next level. Both Mark and India had grown up listening to salsa, but they had related it to their parents. It wasn't considered cool, which of course is what led them to house music and Latin freestyle. But now, thanks to them, Latinos in their 20s were bonding with their parents over the music they were making. It was bringing generations together. Here's what Mark Anthony said about that. During the house era, you'd have the radio on and your mom or dad would be yelling, quítate eso, turn that noise off. But now... With the new music, they ask you to turn it up. That's really something. This is music we can listen to with our parents. And the industry agreed. Mark Anthony's 1995 album, Todo a su Tiempo, won him the Billboard Award for Hot Tropical Artist of the Year. The album also earned him a nomination for a Grammy. And it was all these successes that led him to future wifey, J-Lo. The two recorded their duet, No Me Ames, for her album On The Six, helping her with her Spanish-language crossover. Remember, Mark started a career in English and successfully switched over to Spanish. He was doing what J-Lo wanted. Who could have been a better mentor? Well, just go back and listen to our J-Lo episode and then return to us. Anyways, J-Lo and Mark didn't get together immediately. They worked together and then went on their separate ways. The news originally got out thanks to Ralph Mercado that Mark was recording an English album. But Mark was like, yo, why did you tell him that? I'm never recording salsa in English. Okay, truthfully, it wasn't really a never going to happen situation. He just wanted to do it when he felt ready. And by this time, there was also legal drama going on between the two. Mark and Mercado had a couple of disputes over Mercado's business practices because Mark suspected he wasn't receiving the money he was owed. Mm -mm. And that's when Tommy Matola stepped in. Cha, not this guy again. Well, in this scenario, he actually helped Mark out. Mercado wasn't allowing Anthony to leave RMM Records because he said he was still owed four more albums per Anthony's contract. Read the contracts, y'all. <laughs> Matola then approached Anthony and offered him a contract with Columbia Records to record an English album during this peak crossover period. Mercado then stepped in again and was like, nah, fam, you can't do that. So Mark sued him and Mercado countersued. It was messy, but in the end, they all settled. RMM would retain the rights to Mark's earlier work, plus the right to release a greatest hits collection. As for Mark, he would no longer have to work with RMM. Now he was with Columbia Records, and Matola got him the best of the best. And I Need to Know was released. First of all, I think we need to talk about the life that we were living when this song came out. So it came out in 1999. It was released on August 16th, and I Need to Know was the album's lead single. Of course it was. It's one of the best songs, but it's, for me, such, it cemented the Latin explosion. I hate that word. Okay, it cemented it. And this was obviously written by Anthony and Rooney. And it's just got that, like, violin riff at the very beginning. Mm. But you hear it and you're instantly, like, in. It's true. 
I wonder if it was originally written in English or Spanish. It was originally written in English. The song, I Need to Know, was released in English first. Then the song was translated into Spanish, by the way, not by Anthony, but he recorded it and titled it Dimelo. And when you listen to them right after another, there's no change. You know, sometimes it's super cheesy when they mm-hmm. like write a song in English and translate it to Spanish mm-hmm. or vice versa. And you hear it and you're like, that shit does not That's sound not the same. The That's not the same sound, song. Bitch. Right. This song is seamless from Spanish to English or English to Spanish. Well, he had started his career singing in English, most of his songs blended freestyle with pop. While Mark Anthony doesn't believe in the term crossover, it was around this time that he undoubtedly became a living legend for American audiences. And what specific event in the industry caused that? Come on, say it. The Latin explosion. (laughs) Yes! In 1998, he received his very first Grammy for Best Latin Tropical Performance for Contra la Corriente, directed, arranged, and produced by Angel Cuco Peña. He quickly followed the success with his first-ever Latin Grammy for Song of the Year for Dimelo, I Need to Know, in 2000. It was these back-to-back wins, the success of Dimelo, and everything else going on that opened the doors for the Latin Explosion. The album's song, Iubo Alguien, became Anthony's first number one single on the Billboard Hot Latin tracks and made him the first salsa musician to do so. The album also became the first salsa album ever to enter the English-language Billboard 200 chart. He had hit after hit with Otra Nota, Todo a Su Tiempo, and Contra la Corriente. So he did what any artist would do. Perform one of the most romantic ballads ever, live with his wife, at the time, J-Lo. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com.
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Latin explosion was at full boom. You think you're so funny, don't you? Got that boom, boom, pow. Despite all the experience he had under his belt, Mark Anthony walked into the music scene with all the swagger of a new kid on the block. In 2001, he released another salsa album called Libre and received a gold certification. Libre spent 14 weeks at number one on the Billboard Top Latin Albums chart. He followed up with Mended, another English album, and he wouldn't stop, much like Tito Puente, who had over 118 projects. There was Amar Sin Mentiras in 2004, a Latin pop album. Valió la pena after that. Featuring Escapémonos with J-Lo, and these earned him even more awards. He was truly killing the game. At the 2005 Latin Grammy Awards, Amar Sin Mentiras won Best Latin Pop Album of the Year, while Valió la Pena won Best Tropical Album of the Year. But one of our main highlights of the evening was when Lopez and Anthony performed... Escapémonos! I feel like I'm entering my señora era when I say these songs. They've definitely come a long way from their No Me Ames days, let's just say. Now, did you know that that performance at the Grammys was actually their first time performing as a couple? Um, like it was a ballad. <laughs> the passion was everywhere. Like it was a ballad. For me, it was very like opening scene of some I knew I know where you're going I knew you were going to say meets like a Broadway maybe off-Broadway production you know in true J-Lo form it was the most but you know the chemistry was there it was undeniable it was but I love Jennifer Lopez like we've dedicated multiple episodes to her career and who she is but like Girl, why would you voluntarily <laughs> sing next to that man? No, bitch. Mistake number one. Like, maybe Whitney Houston, right? Yeah. Okay, like Celine Dion. No. Oh, my God. When I watched it, you can really see the difference in the singing, the physicality of the singing. Jennifer is, like, singing for her fucking life. She's like, <laughs> I ain't going down like this. And she, by the way, she does a good job. But she's singing next to Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony is like, just smoked a cigarette before he came out to sing. He was like, mijita. <laughs> and he's barely opening his mouth. That boy is not doing a he's breath. Resting. He's literally asleep. 
barely singing. He is minimal effort, maximum impact with that voice. Y'all have to go back and watch this performance, by the way. It's also just like watching them together. Like it's just such a prelude to what happened next. (laughs) Now, let's go back because along the way, when he was in his situationship, relationship, whatever, with J-Lo, he actually took a page from her book and decided that he wanted to take a shot at acting. So Mark Anthony starred in the feature film Man on Fire alongside Denzel. Excuse me? Uh-huh. And later in 2010, he was in two episodes of a TNT show called Hawthorne opposite Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, was Law and Order booked up? Some of us try to be original and, you know, we don't want to be just another dead body on SVU. (laughs) Don't judge me. But in between it all, in 2007, he decided to share this newfound side hustle with his then wife. Mark and Jenny co-starred in El Cantante, a biodrama following the life of music legend Hector Lavoe. Now, before you come for the film, Joseph, (laughs) just save it, okay? Don't, I know, he's literally foaming at the mouth, but for now... Let's just say that this movie opened a door to a lot of chatter about the co-stars. Many were left wondering if J-Lo and Mark were even going to make it as a couple. Was this life imitating art or art imitating life? Hold that thought. That's for next week, babes. Mark Anthony made history in the music scene, thanks to all the artists that came before him. And in next week's episode, Lils and I are going to look into El Cantante and how it changed Anthony and Lopez's relationship and their careers. We're also looking at how Mark strives to give back to the community by paying it forward. On the next Becoming an Icon. Becoming an Icon is presented by Sonoro and iHeart's Michael Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most... State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.